And hello and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Along with Sedell Boyd, I am Irving Henderson. Uh, John Eli, not on with us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back on soon. He did, however, leave a contribution to the show, which we will get to when we deal with our NBA segment. And we're going to kick things off with a weekly recap. And this week, nearly got off to a tragic start. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, legendary golfer uh, who was rehabbing himself from a back ailment and was ready to return to the course, hopefully to play in this year's Masters tournament, uh, was involved in a single car accident. Uh, looked like his car went off the road and flipped upside down. Uh, they needed the jaws of life to release him from his car. Uh, it is also stated that the fact that he was wearing his seatbelt definitely saved his life. Uh, he injured both of his legs and suffered a compound fracture and needed a rod inserted into uh, his bone. Uh, you know, when I woke up and saw it, uh, I, of course, got the update and alert right to my phone. Uh, my heart sank because the words that stuck out was Tiger Woods crash Los Angeles. And right. it immediately took me back to the Kobe thing. And mm. I was really like, 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 yo, please let this man be okay. You know, because not just like, like I know that to some people, like these people are just athletes and they are in a certain respect, but I look at a guy like Tiger Woods who as his career is progressing and he's becoming among the greatest to ever play golf, like it's almost like you're growing up with this person, you know, along like you're growing up alongside of this person. And it's almost like, I don't know why, people feel the need to reduce celebrities down to just that because celebrities and, and athletes have a profound impact on our lives. They give us entertainment. They give us, you know, at least a small escape from the harsh realities of life and reality of yeah. what's really going on. So we can turn on our televisions or turn on our music and listen to these singers and, you know, watch these actors and actresses and enjoy these athletes. So they, they become interwoven with our lives. And, you know, I think people who, who have to be so negative really need to like, like grow up, like grow up, like, like uh -huh. cut it. Like, is your life that miserable that you can't understand why people feel, you know, a little bit of pain behind seeing someone, you know, that they have watched for the majority of their life be hurt like that, you know. Exactly. So uh, we hear. And, and uh, which, go ahead. I was gonna say, not to mention the the not just us as being like around his age, not like closer to his age, but this like younger kids, right? <laughs> the ones that are inspiring to to one day be like a tiger or a Kobe, right? I need right. their idols to, to the children, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, we we definitely wish Tiger the best as now his comeback unfortunately gets set back and he now has more uh more injuries to have to recover from. Uh, moving on. Uh Major League Baseball should be excited for the start of spring training as spring training games begin on Sunday. Unfortunately, a story came out of Seattle that uh, makes no sense, defied all logic, and I, I listen. I, I don't understand this one. Uh, Mariners president and CEO, or should I say, former Mariners president and CEO Kevin Mather, spent forty-five minutes basically ending his career. Uh, he was talking to a Bellevue, Washington Rotary Club uh, via Zoom because, you know, can't really do the big face-to-face thing anymore right now. And right. this guy spent nearly an hour uh, disparaging two foreign players on the roster. Uh, he admitted to tampering with the MLB service time of prospects to keep them under club control for a longer period of time. Now, if anybody doesn't understand what that means, I'll explain it like this. Basically, if you have a player who is in the minor leagues, who has never come up to major league baseball, they don't get what's called service time. So that plays into how contracts are done. The moment you bring a minor league player up to the major league roster, it starts the clock on their quote unquote service time. So when let's say a team starts the season, right? Everyone who is on the roster gets credit for a year of service time, so to speak, right? If they stay on the roster for the entire season, right? If you bring a minor league player up after a certain date in April, it keeps them from Uh getting a full year of service time, which means if you have a player under control for five years, right, and you hold them back this year, right, that means their first year does not count until next year. It hasn't started yet. Right. So they won't get their first full year until 2022. And instead of you having that player until 2026, you have them until 2027. It's really like it's been done before. And I think the most uh, prolific time it happened was with the Chicago Cubs and Chris Bryant, where they they knew in spring training he was definitely going to make the team. And he should have made the opening day roster, but they kept him down in AAA until they could bring him up for the service. To, like it's it's a real janky rule, and and I really think that this coming to light right here should force the players' association hand to do something about this because this is this is like a completely you know unfair and. For lack of a better term, it's a bullshit rule. It is. It's a bullshit rule. You bring the player up, start his service time right then and there, and give him the full credit. But whatever. Um, but this 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 idiot Kevin Mather not only you know admitted to holding pl- prospects back, not only disparaged a couple of of uh, the foreign players on his roster, but he called 
Longtime Mariner Kyle Seeger overpaid. Like, this is a guy that's basically the only like star player you have on your roster because your team like utterly stinks, and you call the best player on your team overpaid. Oh, by the way, wow. Seager's in a contract year, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you know next year he walks. Um, and now, now making matters worse, making matters worse. This is not the first bit of controversy to surround this guy, and I don't understand how he even got to the point he got to because um, three years ago, uh, he was implicated in allegations of harassing two female Mariners employees, and yet somehow some way, this guy showed you what a treasure he is by coming out and I mean, here's the thing, so if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it find it and just lit, like your jaw is going to be on the floor because it, it's almost like you're wondering as you're watching it. Like, does this guy know that we all can see this? Does he know that? <laughs> like, does he know? Like, we can hear you. Like, he wasn't right. talking. Like, like, it's almost like it's as if he thought he was having a private conversation okay. and didn't realize there was a camera in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, uh, yeah, um, all right, yo, it is, it is, it is like it is, it is jaw droppingly foolish of this dude, like to sit there and say some of the things he said. But uh, as I said, Major League Baseball spring training begins Sunday. Uh, I don't know if any games are going to be broadcast yet or not, uh, but games start Sunday. All right, our NCAA Top 25 for this past week. Uh, how about this? No one, no one dropped out of the poll uh, over the week. So the Top 25, team-wise, remains the same from last week, although the Top 5 remained unchanged. The next six behind them all moved up, and there was just some shuffling around, but I can tell you this much. You can bet it's going to be much different uh, when we come back next week. So your top five are Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State, and Illinois. Now, uh, Baylor's game with number 10, West Virginia, was canceled. Ohio State lost to Michigan State, and so did Illinois. So we'll see how that affects uh, Michigan State's probabilities of getting into the tournament. Uh, Michigan State, obviously not ranked, but you knock off two top five teams in a week. And that's a quick way to go from being on the bubble to being in. Uh, number six, Alabama lost to Arkansas over the week. Uh, then you have Oklahoma, Villanova, Iowa, uh, who lost to number three, Michigan. It's not a big deal, but it'll definitely move them in the polls. And as stated, number 10, West Virginia, rounding out the top 10. Then you have Florida State, Houston, Creighton, Texas uh, in the next four slots. Number 15, Virginia, lost to NC State this week. Number 16, Virginia Tech, lost to Georgia Tech this week. Then you have Kansas at 17. Uh, number 18, Texas Tech. What's up with all these techs, man? Texas Tech lost to Oklahoma State. <laughs> number 19, USC, lost to Colorado. Uh, and then... Uh, you have Arkansas at number 20. 
Number 21, Loyola, Loyola Chicago. What in the world? What is a Loyola Chicago, and how are they in the top 25, man? Still, uh, 22 is San Diego State. Wisconsin is 23, number 24, Missouri, lost to Ole Miss this week, so they are definitely going to drop out. And number 25 is Tennessee. Again, as I stated, no one dropped out. That is certainly going to change when we get to next week's poll. Uh, The ACC has announced that their men's and women's tournaments will have fans. Uh, Joe Lunardi and his bracketology is out again, and he has Gonzaga remaining the number one overall seed, which is not a shock. Not Gonzaga remaining. <laughs> uh, the eight bubble teams that he has in are Maryland, Louisville, Seton Hall, VCU, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth. I was trying to figure out what that VC stood for. Yeah. Uh, it, Xavier, Minnesota, and Colorado State. Now, the eight teams that he has on the bubble, but on the outside looking in, uh, going from out to in, or from in to out, Stanford, then UConn. Hey, Sedell, he's got your boys on the bubble. Duke on the bubble, but uh, Richmond, St. Louis, SMU, Utah State, and Georgia Tech. Now, there is an important game Saturday night between Duke and Louisville. I will tell you right now, uh, Sadell, if your guys knock off Louisville, you guys will go on to that bubble in line. So mm-hmm. this game right here, I'm going to check this out because this is this is a very important game. I love important basketball games. I, I did watch uh, some of the Ohio State-Michigan game on Sunday, and I – I kind of fell asleep, but I was tired. So it was a good game. Um, Congrats to Jackson State football head coach and pro football Hall of Famer Deion Sanders for his first career win. Uh, The FCS division in college football began spring play last Saturday, and Jackson State defeated Edward Waters. Hold on a second. What the heck is an Edward Waters? <laughs> what is? What? I don't know. Is this a is this an actual college? Like, can can somebody help me out here? Edward Waters. What is this? A NAIA school? Like, anyway, uh, Jackson State defeat, defeated Edward Waters fifty three to no, fifty. They, they didn't even show up. Uh, fifty three to <laughs> nothing on Sunday. That's what they uh, prime time. Man, I don't know, man. Did this game have even counted? Like, what? This is like, what is this? A high school team? Like a prep school? Like, ugh. anyway, Sanders uh, is going to be looking for win number two on March the sixth when his Tigers take on traditional HBCU powerhouse Grambling. Uh, by the way, uh, if you are heavily into college football, uh, ESPN Plus has you covered. They are carrying the vast majority of these uh, FCS Spring League games. So you can consider yourself informed if you have ESPN+. Plus. Uh, finally, Saturday night on the – is it the Zone? Dazen? I'm, uh, how do you pronounce this app? Is it the Zone? I believe D-A-Z-N, so. is that Zone? Dazen? Well, d- whatever. 
Uh, on that app, super middleweight champion Canelo Alvarez defends his WBC and WBA titles against Avni Yildanu. Man, God darn it, I knew it. Avni Yildirum. Yildirum? Yildirum. Yildirum. Him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I don't even want to try that one either. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm struggling, man. I am, and, and believe me, folks, I, I I be trying before we go on air to get these names, but sometimes, like that light comes on, and I got it, and then I don't got right. it. So, Avni, you'll you'll Well, you'll comes into the fight as a forty to one underdog, and. You can pretty much say that Canelo's already looking past this dude. He has a fight set for May 8th versus Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, I'm, man, I'm already paying for too many damn apps as it is and, and streaming sites. I don't know if this fight is going to make me, you know, finally tap in and get uh, the, the zone app. The but zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canelo should have this one pretty much uh, yeah. in hand. Like, yeah, it's like this should be this should not go past eight rounds. Like, I would be surprised if this guy survives beyond you know beyond the ninth round. If this fight goes to a tenth round, you know, I will be completely shocked. All right, there it is. You are all caught up on your weekly recap so uh in our next segment we will reveal our brackets for the philly goat tournament uh we have a march madness style bracket set up with 64 athletes and i'll explain the criteria and everything and reveal the brackets when we come back you are listening to the threes on fire podcast All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Yildirim is his last name. You know, I listen, man, that that why does it seem like whenever we're talking about boxing, like we get one of those last names that like I have to sit here and like spell out phonetically to be able to pronounce it. Like Avni Yildirim is yeah. his name. And I apologize to any uh, anyone in the Yildirim family if I offended you by not getting uh, the young man's name right. But either way, uh, he's probably not going to be able to pronounce his own last name when Canelo gets to <laughs> with him uh, in this fight. So here's the thing. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, we sit around and people, people don't know this. Uh, we sit around and we have conversations throughout the week where we try to come up with future topics. Right. And, you know, I've been, this is something that I've been thinking about doing for a while, but never really was able to come up with an exact science to doing it. And I'm going to put this in the hands of the listeners. And we are going to determine who the greatest Philadelphia professional athlete is of all time. Now, I want to make sure that everyone is listening and they heard that correctly. Professional athlete. So I know there are a lot of people that, you know, 
would love for me to include college players and, 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 and that sort. But at the same time, if I did that, there would like you start muddying the waters like seriously, because yeah. I don't think there's but maybe a handful of college athletes that would really make any noise in, in setting up a bracket like this. I mean, maybe Dawn Staley. Maybe Lionel Simmons, maybe Tom Gola, but a lot of people don't really don't, they, those careers don't really resonate like that, you know. And they were they were and and furthermore, they're they're short careers, so it's not yeah. like we're talking about you know people who were here you know and did a whole lot. And and, and mind you, now I know I said Dawn Staley, and I said Dawn Staley because. Despite the fact that she did not play college ball here, she was born here, which is another aspect that comes into play because now, okay, well, what do we do about athletes that were born in Philadelphia but didn't necessarily play here? And then even that, like now you on another slippery slope. Yeah, because, yeah. because here's the thing. I think that I can objectively say that if I did that, I'd have to put Kobe Bryant on this list. Of course. And <laughs> and now and now like he's going to he's he's definitely going to move throughout this whole thing, but he never played here. Right. And then so, like, who's an, who's another one? Like uh I think Earl Monroe. Yeah. Earl Monroe another another, you know, another legendary, you know, athlete that was born here. So I wanted to make sure that it was a situation where we were talking about Players who played here. Now, the one name that I know people are definitely going to throw out there is Joe Frazier. Oh yeah, I have to, I have to, I have to remind people. Despite the fact that Joe Frazier lived here, worked here, and fought out of Philadelphia, Joe Frazier was born in South Carolina. So. Although Joe Frazier is an adopted son, he wasn't born here. So when it came time to name the couple of fighters that I did throw on this list, Joe Frazier, because he wasn't born here, got pulled out of, of the equation. And there's no doubt in my mind, there's no doubt in my mind that had I included Joe Frazier, Frazier would have been a top one of the top five seeds in it. So we're going born and played here. Okay. Now, here's where the born in comes into play. It's born here as long as you were an athlete in an individual sport. Okay. There are only two. There are only two who fit that criteria. And I'll reveal those two names as we go along. And, yes, they are boxers. I will say that the one boxer that, just missed my cut was Matthew Saad Muhammad, and that's only because I know there are a lot of people out there who don't really remember him, right? But the boxer mm -hmm. I did add instead of him, I know people will have some memories of him because uh, he was an Olympian, and his career like like changed drastically in one night in probably one of the most memorable fights you will have ever seen. So uh, 
let's go ahead and let's reveal uh, these brackets. And I will start with, oh, and they all have uh, Philadelphia venue names as well. So we are going to start with the Pelestra bracket, right? And just like Joe Minardi, I have a number one overall seed. And the number one overall seed is Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain is our, our number one, and Will Chamberlain will face off against Simone Gagne in the first round. Our number two seed is Reggie White. Reggie White will take on number 15 seed Mark Howe. I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily intend for the hockey guys to get thrown in there like that, but it's just how it came out. Uh, the number three seed is Bernie Perrant, and he will take on number 14 seed Harold Carmichael. The four seed in the Palestra bracket is Jimmy Rollins. He will take on number 13, Wayne Simmons. Here's our boxer. And, and, and here's another thing that I did. I created some tough matchups purposely. Now, if anybody remember, if anybody remembers the uh, Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb saga, there was a Philadelphia athlete who kept his mouth in that conversation, and that is Bernard Hopkins. Well, Bernard, you come into the Palestra bracket number five, and your first round matchup will be number 12 seed, Terrell Owens. <laughs> Let's see how that works out for you. Uh, number six seed. I, this may be a little controversial, but my number six seed in the Palestra bracket is Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid will take on number 11, Darren Dalton. Our number seven seed is Ron Hextall. He will take on number 10, Bobby Jones. And our 8-9 matchup sees number eight, Cole Hamels, going up against Jason Kelsey. Over in the Citizens Bank Park bracket, our number one seed is Michael Jack Schmidt. And he will take on number 16, Ron Jaworski. I really don't see any, like, 16's knocking off a one. Uh, our number two seed is Brian Dawkins. He will face number 15 seed, Deshaun Jackson. Number three seed, Hal Greer, takes on number 14, Meldrick Taylor. There is our uh, last boxer on the list. Uh, number four seed, Rich Ashburn, takes on number 13, Tim Kerr. Number five seed, Eric Lindros, goes up against number 12 seed, Fletcher Cox. Number six seed, Ryan Howard, takes on number 11, Brian Westbrook. Number seven seed, Don LeClaire, takes on number 10 seed, Maurice Cheeks. And here, here it is. Here's another one of those 8-9 matchups. Yeah. Number eight seed, Nick Foles, takes on number nine seed, Pete Rose. <laughs> that is not oh, that man. is. That is going to be – now, here's the thing. That's a that's a generational battle right there. You understand? Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people will say that the 80 Phillies don't win without Pete Rose. And certainly, you know, Nick Foles was very instrumental into that uh, 2017 Eagles uh, Super Bowl run, which I kind of uh, want to gloss over and go right on to the next bracket which is <laughs> bracket as our number one seed in the spectrum bracket is Dr. J. Julius Irving. 
he will take on number 16 seed Shane Victorino. Uh, number two seed Bobby Clark uh, goes up against number 15 seed Wilbert Montgomery. Number three seed Donovan McNabb. Everybody shut up. Donovan McNabb is still the greatest quarterback in Eagles history. He deserves a three seed. Uh, McNabb okay. will take on number 14, Rick Tockett. Number four seed, Moses Malone takes on the 13 seed, Bobby Abreu. Now, this is a 5-12 matchup that is going to make people have to pick. Number five seed, still to this day, holds multiple Philadelphia Eagles rushing records. Number five seed, Steve Van Buren takes on the 12 seed, Ben Simmons. <laughs> This, this is going to be fun, man. This is, I want to see how many people hate on Ben Simmons or how many people don't know much about Steve Van Buren. Uh, I'll, listen, before we before we break this up, I'll tell you a, a really crazy Steve Van Buren story once we get finished revealing the brackets. Uh, okay. <laughs> number six seed, Bill Barber, takes on the 11th seed, Bryce Harper. Number seven seed, Eric Allen, takes on the 10th seed, Cliff Lee. And another tough 8-9 matchup. The number 8 seed, LaShawn McCoy, takes on number 9, Roy Halladay. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And in our final bracket, the Lincoln Financial Field bracket, number 1 seed, Chuck Bednarik, takes on the 16 seed, Wes Hopkins. Number 2 seed, Allen Iverson, takes on the 15, Lane Johnson. The three seed is Steve Carlton. He'll take on number 14, Jason Peters. The four seed is Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts will take on the number 13 seed, Jeremiah Trotter. A battle of the big boys in the 5-12. Charles Barkley is number five. John Krupp is your 12 seed. A battle of the Cunninghams in the 6-11 matchup as number six, Randall Cunningham, takes on number 11, Billy Cunningham. <laughs> the number seven seed, Chase Utley, takes on the 10 seed, Tommy McDonald. And our 8-9 matchup sees number eight, Claude Giroux, taking on number nine, Clyde Simmons. All right, so what is going to happen is um, I'm going to post these first-round matchups up, give you guys out there a chance to uh, vote and decide uh, who wins each matchup. Now, on to this, this Steve Van Buren thing, man. Listen, I am a, I, I, I love watching old NFL film stuff, right? I, I love it. Like, to this, like, right now, if I had nothing to do and I really was bored or whatever the case may be and I just needed to be entertained for a little bit, I would go to YouTube and look up some old NFL now, Steve Van Buren is like is involved in one of the, the, the craziest football stories like ever. So the Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Chicago Cardinals in the 1948 NFL championship game. Now, this oh, is wait, back wait. when hmm? No, go ahead, continue, because I'm trying to Go ahead. I'm following. I'm following. No, no, no. This is you know, this is back when, you know, championship games were played in the host city. I think the, the team with the better record hosted the championship game. So the game was played in Philadelphia, right? 
Now, Steve Van Buren lived in the suburbs, right? Yeah. There is a massive snowstorm <laughs> the day of the game, right? And Steve Van Buren wakes up. He looks out his window. He sees all the snow. And he's like, okay, no game. I'm going back to bed, right? <laughs> the coach calls him and says, uh, Steve, where you at? And he's like, man, I'm home. Like, you know, they canceled the game, right? And the coach is like, nah, man. Nah, you need to get down here now, right? <laughs> Steve Van Buren, <laughs> NFL football player, right? Has to take a bus or a trolley <laughs> from his house to the 69th Street Terminal, right? <laughs> he has to take the Market Frankfurt L to City Hall, right? And then get on the subway and take the subway to North Philadelphia and get off at Lehigh Avenue, right? He has to walk from Broad and Lehigh to 21st and Lehigh, where uh, Shy Park is, to get to the stadium, right? <laughs> now, the other weird thing is they tell now. The field is covered in snow, but they have a tarp on it. They basically tell the fans, hey, if you help clear the snow, mm -hmm. you can watch the game for free, right? Right. You have fans and players from both teams rolling the tarp off the field before the game. Like, can you imagine, like, can you imagine, like, asking – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, listen, fellas, uh, can y'all help us like clear the field so we can get this game played? Like, can you imagine that? Like, you have guys who are gonna play in this championship game clearing the field of the snow, right? Yeah. Well, Van Buren scores the only touchdown in the game, and the Eagles win seven-nothing, right? Right. He has to walk back to Broad Street <laughs> and, redo, and redo his trip all over again to go home after the game in a, in a blinding snowstorm, man. Like, that is just, man, that is, man, look, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's dedication uh, that's, right that's, there. That's, Man, that's definitely dedication, man. I don't know. Listen, that's like that gives you no excuse to call out the work for for like three nah. inches for three inches of snow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like this man traveled from the suburbs to North Philly, North Philly, mind you, yeah. in the middle of a snowstorm. Yo, I always thought. Listen, I always thought that was just nuts, man. Like that's man. That's when you love your job. Hell you yeah. definitely. Job if you traveled in a snowstorm through all that. And the better part is he scored the only touchdown. Eagles won the game as well. So I am I will tell you right now, of all of the first round matchups, I can tell you that Steve Van Buren, Ben Simmons matchup is the one I'm gonna be keeping my eye the closest on. Cause I wanna see, I wanna see if if Ben is going to get enough votes to, to, to win that 12-5 matchup. And it's a tough one. I know there's a lot of people who don't remember or don't know much about Steve Van Buren, but at the same time, I do know that there is, for some odd reason, this need in this city for 
Ben Simmons to be the target of so much hate. I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. So, listen, man. Uh, as listen, as time goes on, we will reveal the winners of each matchup and then update the brackets as we go along. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it for that. Uh, we're gonna close say, things one, out. One but, more thing. One more thing, man. How'd you get you? You had Joel and B six seed. Mm-hmm. How Embiid get to be so high a seed, man? All right, now here's here's how Embiid got to be that high of a seed. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking just in terms of where he is right now. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? I'm thinking where he is right now, and right now Embiid is. One of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. Right okay. now. So I think if, if maybe if we had, if, if I had done this, you know, last year, uh-huh. you know, if I had done this last year, Embiid probably is, is like a eight, eight or nine. Yeah, he's like an eight or nine. And Simmons is more like a, 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 a 14. Yeah. Okay. You know, Embiid, you know, listen, he's not he, – he wasn't in the t- – first of all, he wasn't in the top four. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen. He wasn't in the top four. And I didn't see him being, you know, that low to where he was like an eight or nine. I think six is about right for Joel Embiid right now. Okay. Well, yeah, you convinced me. Embiid <laughs> right now. I, I, I'm buying into that. Okay. All right, well, speaking of the NBA, we're going to close the show out with our NBA topic uh, and reveal our new power rankings for the week. And there's definitely some shuffling that went on uh, in the power rankings uh, over the past week. And we'll discuss that next. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. We will close things out with the NBA as usual. Uh, first of all, um, Sidel, I don't know if you realize this or not, but this is our 20th episode. So this has now been five months that we have been added. And I got to tell you, it is, it is, it is getting better every week. Um, I, there was a part of me that, yeah, you know, there was a part of me, you know, when we added, uh, we added John to the mix to, you know, slide in in the guest slot that thought the show would drag a little bit. I've listened back to him, man, just, just the, the ability for us to bounce off of each other and it sounds seamless, you know, I am, I am personally enjoying what we do every week. And I hope everyone out there listening is enjoying what we do every week as well. It is definitely a labor of love. And, you know, again, thank you to all the listeners out there uh, for the continued support. Uh, We're going to look at Friday night scores from around the league. And it was the Boston Celtics over the Indiana Pacers, 118 to 112. Indiana got off to an eight, 
15 to four run to start this game, and they still found a way to lose. Uh, it was the Raptors over the Rockets, 122 to 111. Kyle Lowry, a triple double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. It was the mm-hmm. Kings over the Pistons, 110 to 107. The Miami Heat knock off the Utah Jazz 124 to 116. Jimmy Butler had a game high 33 points. The Phoenix Suns over the Chicago Bulls 106 to 97. Chicago blew a seven point fourth quarter lead in two minutes. Uh, <laughs> it, it was the Clippers over the Grizzlies 119 to 99. Kawhi led the Clippers with 30 points. Oh, back to that Phoenix Chicago game. Hey, John, I know you're listening, man. Oh, don't be don't be tucking your tail because your boys uh got took last night. You know, show yeah, up. That- Show up. Show up. Listen, man, show up and take like like man, you're gonna get these bars, man. You definitely yeah, gonna man. get these bars. <laughs> Whether you hear it. <laughs> uh it was the Oklahoma City Thunder over the Atlanta Hawks 118 to 109. Now, um th- the game started out and both of these teams were wearing uh their colored uniforms. The Hawks oh, were wearing God. red and the Thunder were wearing orange. But the color clashed so bad, it was hard to, you know, decipher the difference. And the Thunder fortunately did bring their uh, white uniform. So at halftime, they had to switch out to, you know, fix the confusion yeah. and everything. But I don't. But they were at home, so I'm sure they just had them there. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the color uniforms. I don't. I'm not one of these people that say, you know, everything needs to be like 100% traditional. You wear white at home. You wear your color jersey on the road. But at the same time, if you know you're going to be the home team and you want to wear your colored uniform, inform the road team that they need to wear white. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was the Golden State Warriors over the Charlotte Hornets, 130 to 121. Draymond Green, a triple double, 11 points, 12, 12 rebounds, and 19 assists. And finally, it was the Lakers. The Lakers snapping their four game losing streak despite 35 points from Dame Lillard. They beat the Portland Trailblazers 102 to 93. Now, I don't usually like to reach too far back into uh, the past week as far as disgusting games that happen. I try to stay within the range of, you know, between Wednesday and Friday night's games. But, but last Saturday, Draymond Green, and I just, I just praised him for a triple-double. Draymond Green did something I have never seen before single-handedly turned a two-point lead into a loss. Now, last Saturday, the Warriors uh, faced the Hornets. So this this game that happened Friday was a rematch of this game. Uh, The Warriors had a two-point lead uh, with 9.3 seconds to go in the game. Draymond Green decides to argue a jump ball call that he didn't agree with, right? He gets two technical fouls, gets ejected. Terry Rozier hits the free throws, and now 
because of the technical fouls, the Hornets get the ball, and Terry Rozier hits a buzzer beater uh, for the Hornets to win the game 102 to 100. That had to be the most ridiculous thing I had ever seen until Thursday, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> listen, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone uh, for holding me to account uh, because last week uh, I completely, like, we were we were going through everything, and I forgot to mention the 10 players who were announced as the starters in this year's All-Star game. So from the Eastern Conference, it was Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, and Kyrie Irving. And from the West, it was LeBron James, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. The reserves were announced over the week, and they are as follows. Uh, Jason Tatum, who will now be a starter with Kevin Durant being out with an injury. Uh, Jalen Brown making his first all-star appearance. James Harden. Zach Levine also making his first all-star appearance. Julius Randle also making his first all-star appearance. Uh, ben Simmons, Nick Vucevic, and Domantas Sabonis will replace Kevin Durant on the roster outright since Kevin Durant will not be available for the all-star game with his injury. Doc Rivers, head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, will coach the Eastern Conference All-Stars. And out west, the reserves were announced as Anthony Davis, but he is injured. Devin Booker replacing Davis on the roster. Uh, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson making his first All-Star game appearance. And Quinn Snyder, the head coach of the Utah Jazz, will head coach the Western Conference. Uh, Saturday's primetime matchup at 8.30 on ABC will see the red-hot Brooklyn Nets host the, so far, disappointing Dallas Mavericks, and the Nets are looking to extend their eight-game winning streak, which is currently the longest in the league. Now, I mentioned the Draymond Green thing, and I told you that game was one of the Dumbest endings to a game I had ever seen. And it would have been at the top of the list of crazy endings for the year. Right? Right. And it probably would have just been right underneath what happened with the Falcons in terms of things I've seen over the last full calendar year of worse ways to possibly lose a game, right? <laughs> yeah. That was until Thursday night. I've, like, for the life of me, someone has to explain to me what the mentality of these players are. The Denver Nuggets found themselves down 112 to 110 to the Washington Wizards. <laughs> In the closing seconds of the game, yeah. The are on a four-on-one fast break. Now, I need to mention that in this four-on-one fast break, there is no Wizards defender in the paint. 
the Wizards defender is defending the ball, right? (laughs) The three non-ball handlers all stop at the three-point line. (laughs) Now, the worst of the three is Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is running right down the middle of the court. If he continues to go to the basket, he has a wide open layup to tie the game and possibly send the game into overtime. Instead, he sprints to the corner (laughs) and stands in the corner behind the three-point line. Now, I don't – this is just – this is bad basketball, man. This is (laughs) – that like I, like why? What are you doing? What are you doing? So naturally, Jamal Murray hurries, makes a pass to Facundo Campazzo. I hope I pronounced his name right. Campazzo rushes a three-point shot. Of course he misses. Right. And the nuggets <laughs> look like what? What in the hell are you doing? Like, it's almost like the Wizards, like, said, okay, sure, we're ready to play overtime. And the Nuggets just said, no, no, no we just want to get out of here. <laughs> no, we're going for the win. That's what it was. <laughs> A one break. I mean, listen, if you look at the screenshot, and, and, and someone did take a screenshot of it, if you look yeah. at the screenshot, it is enough to, like, if you're a basketball fan, it is enough to drive you up a wall because you're looking at it thinking, why is no one in the middle of the floor? Like, there is no one protecting the rim. No one. Like, I don't know if it's a, like, I don't know if it's a, a, a era type thing, if it's a, you know, that's the way this era of basketball is being played right now, and these guys just, you know, it have is. it in it's their a, mind to, to take that three. It's the analytics basketball, man. That's what it is. Oh, the analytics driven basketball. They the the, the whole fast the whole fat fundamentals of the fast brick drill has changed. Man. No, no one, no one runs rim the no. There's no rim the rim runner no more. You run, you stop at the key. The the other dude, other dude fans out to the corner. The the next dude hits the uh the wing, and that's it. Nobody. I mean, I don't get it. Like the presence of mind and not understand the game situation. Like, the, like there's no one protecting the rim. And no one. Run. And you'd have thought, and you'd have thought, Michael Porter being six ten, being the, the big man in this situation, running straight down. <laughs> you'd have thought he, would he ran straight to the rim to catch a oop, right? <laughs> and he's the one that pisses me off the most in this situation because if you look at it, right? If you look at the replay, he's running straight down the middle of the court, and then he detours to the wing. Why? <laughs> Why? What, you, what? Oh man! Because you can tell that it was almost like he's looking to pass the ball off, and once Porter veers off to the wing, it changes the dynamic of the play now because that easy pass to the middle for the dunk to tie the score. 
Yes. You can't even throw the ball there now because the man isn't looking in your direction anymore because he's going off like, oh, man. <laughs> Listen, can, I, I'm – You can see this the look got to be, or Jamal Murray's face like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> and now I got to give the ball and, to one of y'all because uh, the, the guy rotates straight to me. He picks me up, and yep. I'm looking at y'all like, yep. You idiots. <laughs> and I and, not, and I'll give I'm I'll give Murray this. I'm passing it. I'm not taking the flag for this. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give Murray credit. I'll, I'll give him credit where credit is due. He took responsibility for it. Yeah. He, now he's like, he, first of all, it. it yeah, and it wasn't his fault. Like that's what I think. It wasn't his fault. And I, I give him credit for not, you know, banging out his guys yeah. and saying no. You know, somebody needed to be cut into the rim. He took that on himself publicly. Now, I know in the no, locker no, room. No, no, what I'm saying is in his mind, when he saw that happening, mm-hmm. he was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pass you, you on the ball. Huh? Yep, I'm going to give you all the ball. That's what y'all. <laughs> I'm a, later on, I'm going to take the blame for it. I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm the best player. I had the ball. I should have pulled up and shot it. But for real, nah. I ain't want that. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, that, that wasn't a... <laughs> Listen, that was that was not on him. But again, like I said, credit to him for being a leader and yeah. taking that one on the chin. Taking that one for the All chin. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get these power rankings out as uh, it was a rather interesting week uh, around the league. And I got to tell you, uh, last night's uh, Lakers and Blazers game uh, – Definitely played a part in uh, my overall final rankings for the week. I was actually waiting for that game to end before I finalized my power rankings. Uh, So I will tell you right now that I have a brand new number 10 team. And my number 10 team this week is the Miami Heat. Now, not only are they on a bit of a winning streak, but they just beat the Jazz. Yeah. So it's it's it was going to be hard for me to not put them uh, in the top ten this week. Yeah, they made my list too, but uh, a little bit higher. Um, my number ten okay. team was the Bucks. Mm. So okay, uh, uh, remaining at number nine on my list is the Spurs. I still have the Spurs at number nine. Didn't go up, didn't go down. You know, that's that's about where the Spurs are right now. I let the Spurs drop out of my rankings. Uh, okay. My number nine team is the Lakers. And they, oh, they, oh, wow. You dropped the Lakers that far? Yeah, man. They was losing. <laughs> and they barely saved it. They yeah. barely saved themselves because uh, they basically knocked the Blazers off my list. It was mm. like whoever whoever won that game last night was the, was the one that was going to get the stay. Okay. So, and then, uh, uh, I have the Suns eighth. Wow, you have the Suns eighth. What did you have the Suns last mm-hmm. week? I had the Suns seventh last week. Mm, so you dropped them. Okay, but uh, mm-hmm. my number eight team is the Heat. They they made they they searched their way up to eight. And my okay. seven. Uh, my oh, I was getting ready to go. Go. Ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say no, no, no. Go, 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 go. I was gonna say uh, the Warriors moved from ten to seven on my list. Okay, now see, I dropped the Warriors out, oh. and I I dropped the Warriors out 
uh, because of that, because that of Draymond? dumbass Charlotte law. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I I have I have the Bucks seventh on my list. Okay, I kind of I tried to overlook that because that was just a one man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> a one man collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't right. happen like on the court. It was, uh, it didn't have, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I let that slide. I just let that slide. I didn't, I didn't punish Steph in the boards for that, man. But, um, right. right. <laughs> uh, six, I have the Raptors. Okay. I have the Blazers sixth on my list. Wait, how, you still got the Blazers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, five, I had the Clippers. I I got the Lakers fifth right now. I think they, they, they definitely had a rough week, and they were about to start. Tum- like, like I said, that Lakers-Blazers game was going to shake out where I had five and six. And I just – listen – I know the Lakers had a bad week, and and again, I told you before. I under I, I understand, you know, and get where you guys have your rankings and why. Yeah. And I just I'm 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 taking I'm I'm also taking everything into account. I'm also taking everything into account when I do this, and I just I don't I couldn't see dropping the Lakers that far down, and who would jump up that far up to bounce above them. Now, obviously, Man. everyone else that I had below them yeah. that had an okay week jumped above them. Yeah. And again, I would have put the Blazers above them had they held on. Right. The Lakers the Lakers are still, to me, a top five team in the league. Uh, All right, so uh, my number four, I have the Nets at number four. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get the Nets any love. Uh, I am giving them love. They moved into the. They moved. Was, you know, they moved up week? into the top four. I had them five last week. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they didn't. They, they, didn't, they didn't. They didn't do much to move up, anyways. But uh, I, I no, had, they moved up a spot. I have the Sixers at four, and I had the Sixers mm-hmm. fifth last week, so they moved up. Uh, I had right. the Suns at three. And the Suns. Okay, I, I have the six. I have the Sixers third right now. Okay. Uh, which is number two? Wait. So who's your? Wait. I have the Clippers too. I think. Well, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. We all know the Jazz are still number one. Do we? Right. Or or do you? Or did you drop the Jazz from your top spot? Dropped them. Okay. Now I have the Clippers number two. So you have the Jazz number two. Yeah. All right, so who's your number one? Team that keep winning, the Nets. <laughs> oh, wow. You jumped the Nets all the way up to the top spot. Well, last week they was number well, – remember last well, week I had them number two. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 I can see that because they are, they are on a bit of a roll right now. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, uh, you know, at some point, at some point, like, if the Sixers don't get it together, like, they're definitely going to – the Nets are definitely going to jump above the Sixers. Yeah, okay. Like, the Sixers better not – the Sixers better not play uh, 
down to the Cavaliers level Saturday night. Oh my God. Nah. Because yeah, they can't they have a tendency, but they have a tendency to do those type things in these situations. All right. Um John sent us his top ten power ranking list for the week. Uh he has the Bucks at number 10, the Nuggets ninth, the Spurs eighth. He has the Blazers seventh and the Lakers sixth. So the Lakers and Blazers were playing for his top uh, for his number six spot yesterday. Right. Uh, he has the Suns fifth, the Clippers fourth, the Sixers third, the Nets second, and he still has the Jazz number one. Now, John wanted to put the Bulls in his top ten. Yeah, the, but they blew You it. know, being that he's a Bulls <laughs> fan, but they blew it against the Nets, uh, against the Suns. Yeah. And, you know, listen, John, I, I know you're listening, John. Stop trying to sneak the Bulls into the top 10, man. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Like, it's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. At least not yet. It's not going to happen yet. Like, they, they have to, to, like, remain above 500 for an extended period of time. Yeah, yeah they, they, need a, they need a streak like the Heat went on. They need something <clears throat> like, like that to happen for, for right. them to jump into the top 10. And beat and beat a yep. significant team along the way. See the Heat, they beat the Jazz. So, yeah, you knock off the number one team, plus you on a five, I think five game winning streak, and yep. and you took it yourself from, uh, I don't know where they were in the standards, but I think they're fifth in the East now. So, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I, I know, I know. At one point, the Heat were it because it's it's seven through ten, yeah. make it. There was a point where I think the Heat were like twelve. Yeah, they was they was terrible. But, so uh, they got their act mean, together. They they they've gotten it together. Yeah. So that's what the Bulls need to do if they want to get into this uh, top ten <laughs> for your boys. Yeah, and I told them like, listen, man, y'all half a game away from being on the sixth line and not having to be in that play in. Right. But then you are half a game from being out of the damn uh, picture entirely. Yeah. And that half a game came back to bite them Friday night. So, <laughs> so uh, just, just John, don't, 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 don't talk to me about the Bulls being in the top ten until they, you know, get above five hundred, stay there, and go on a significant win streak. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have reached the ending of another show. Sadell, anything you want to uh, throw out there before we get out of here? Nah, man. I think that's it for today. All right. Well, listen, man, as usual, this was fun. Uh, hope you guys out there enjoyed it. Um, again, the voting for the uh, greatest Philadelphia athlete uh, tournament will be open uh, at some point uh, before our next episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, uh, John, thank you for your contribution to the show. Hopefully we can get you on. Uh, if not next week, somewhere in the coming weeks. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of here and get ready to, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll check out some college basketball. Uh, so and, yeah, and peep and peep the, uh, peep the updates on the Canelo fight tonight. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's worth me, uh, getting <laughs> the, the zone hat. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be checking the updates uh all night to see what happens because we will definitely cover that 
next week. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. We will catch you next week. Once again, for Sedell Boyd, I am Irving Henderson, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.